Well, go to uh, Exodus chapter 12. All right now. Exodus chapter 12. Yes. And we're going to start at verse 1. All right. Are you there? Amen. Let's begin, not verse 1, but verse 3. Let's begin reading at verse 3. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. And ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. And they shall take up the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And they shall eat the flesh in that night, roast with fire and unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Eat not of it raw, nor sodden at all with water, but roast with fire, his head with his legs, and with the pertinence thereof. And ye shall let nothing of it remain until the morning. And that which remaineth of it until the morning ye shall burn with fire. And thus shall you eat it, with your loins girded, your shoes on your feet, and your staff in your hand, and you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment. I am the Lord, and the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Amen. Hallelujah. For subject. On this morning. Yes. Prepare for the journey. All right now, Elder. Tough days ahead. Prepare for the journey. Tough days is ahead. First thing was to speak to the congregation. To prepare the people. Yes. That's why you can't afford the word of God to drop to the ground. You cannot afford to reject any of the word of God because God sent Moses and like he sent today to prepare the congregation. We may not think much of coming to the house of God, but the house of God is the avenue to your living. 
It is the avenue to you are getting eternal life. So if you are aware of the times we live in or the season that we are in right now, I need you to know and understand it's time to prepare yourself to travel. Uh, it's time for you to pack up, come on somebody, and get ready to ride. Huh? Ain't no point in packing up the stage. You need to be packing up the leave. It's time for the people of God to make a final preparation of departure from this life into life eternity. I don't know what you got in mind, but I don't want to live in this life forever because this life is going back to the ground. It's going back to the dust it came from. So there's got to be some other reason to have a life, James. And that life is life eternity. You got to have a life to live with Christ now in order to enjoy where you're going later. You and I should have been making preparations for this time ever since we came to know Jesus Christ as our Savior. We done wasted a whole lot of time. We done let a whole lot of time go on by that we wasted from the time that we knew Jesus up until today. Somewhere down the line, we stopped believing that these times was going to show up. The world didn't believe that they was going to be facing the day that we're facing now. Come on, somebody. Uh, Job said, it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So you can't stop death from coming, but you can prepare yourself to live. Come on, somebody. I like what he said. He said, if a man die, shall he live again? All of my appointed time, I'm going to wait till my change come. What are you doing with your appointed time? You've been appointed a time from, like she said this morning, from the time you got here through the dashes. So what are you doing with the appointed time that God has afforded you? You're not living in the dashes for now. You are living in the dashes to prepare yourself for the day of travel, for the day of the journey, for the day of going to glory. Oh, we done wasted so much valuable time. Let's don't be like the world and continue to waste our time. It's time to look for God and look for God hard. It's time to search for God like you ain't never searched for him before. Because in the upcoming tough time that we're going to face, uh, you're going to need God. You better tell it. Amen. We're in a time where everything is happening in the world. It's happening without a clear understanding. As, as we, got, we need a clear, we're still searching for a clear understanding as to why these things are happening. But God didn't leave his people ignorant or unlearned. He did not leave us unlearned of the times that we're facing and the times that's ahead. Jesus said, if any man come after me, let him deny himself, pick up his cross and follow me. You know, when you, you pick up your cross, that's not just coming to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. 
picking up the cross cries for some work. When Jesus picked up the cross, he had to travel with it. It was heavy. It was burning. It drug him down. He said, now you got a cross to bear. What are you doing with the cross that you're supposed to be bearing? Your cross to bear is not sitting in the seat. Your cross to bear is working in the kingdom. It is a wake-up call to the people of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Other folks look at it as a disaster, but God sent it to his people as a wake-up call. Come on, somebody. The clock alarmed and went off. It's time for you to stop hitting the snooze button. The clock to get up and do something has already done gone off. The Bible says in Romans 13, and now knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake up out of your sleep. Stop hitting the snooze button. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. Jesus Christ is closer to coming back from the time that you learned who Jesus was up until today. Look at the time that was appointed to us, how we has wasted it. Instead of getting closer and closer to God. The people of God ought to be trying to get close enough to God to feel and breathe. That's how close we ought to be trying to get to God. But God find ourselves falling farther and farther away from him. Why? Because we're trying to stay in step with the world. He said your salvation is nearer when you believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast out the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. You guys, it's time to wake up. It's time for the church to wake up. God is sending judgment to the world, but he's sending a wake-up call to the church. Amen. So you got to wake up if you're going to live. It's time to come all the way out. You got to come all the way out and be saved. This ain't no time to keep hanging your feet out. You got to be under the blood. You got to stay under the blood. Come on now. We weren't looking for this day. We weren't looking for the time that we're living in now. We was always looking for a better day. Come on, somebody. But when you when you stay in the word of God, you'll find that the better days are going to get worse. And they're going to wax worse. Amen. Jesus said it's going to be just like it was in the day of Noah. So shall also be at the coming of the man of God. For in that day they were all before the flood. They were eating and drinking and married and giving marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And they knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also be at the coming of the Son of Man. It's going to rain. Huh? The man preached that it's going to rain. He kept building the boat, but it's going to rain. 
Robert, he was on dry ground, but he told him, yet still it's going to rain. Repent and believe the gospel because it's going to rain. But this time it's going to rain down fire. They didn't believe that it was going to rain, James. They heard the warning from the preacher, but nobody was ready. They heard the warning from the preacher and nobody repented. He kept billing and saying it's going to rain. My God. I could imagine that at some point he might have got discouraged. And I can imagine that the Spirit of God spoke to him and said, keep on billing. You keep billing. I can imagine, James, that when they saw him building a boat on dry ground, they started mocking him and praying him as a fool. Here's this man building this boat on dry ground and ain't no water around. And I can hear, I can, I can hear him, I can hear him, I can hear Noah say, yeah, but it's going to rain. It's going to rain one day. And you're going to wish you had been in this boat. Go on, old foolish man. Go on, keep building your boat. But he kept on building his boat. He probably kept on singing the song. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. The sky is going to open. And it's going to rain. Come on, somebody. Can you imagine that the world tried to discourage him from building that ark? But God kept on encouraging him, you do what I tell you to do. And here's the problem with the church today. We don't want to continue to do what God said do. But I'm here to tell you it's going to rain. Amen. And James, the, the, the Bible said that the skies open up. And the rain came down for 40 days and 40 nights. And I believe it had to have been a downpour. It had to have been, you know, one of them downpours that you can't hardly see in front of you. It came a downpour. And it said that the water rise over to the highest mountain. And then it lifted up the ship that the Lord have mercy that Noah was in. And the ship went afloat not while everybody else drowned. Think about it. Time for the church to depart from this world. It's getting closer every day. And God is telling his people, be ye also ready. Because it's going to rain. If you have never ever believed anybody in your life, you better believe God. You better believe what God said. Have God fooled you in anything he has said thus far? And he ain't going to fool you all the way to the end. If he said it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Because he mean what he said and he said what he mean. We got to be ready at a moment notice. Because guess what? That's all you're going to get is a moment notice. You ain't no getting no week, James. The Lord telling you I'll be there in a week, James. I'll be there in five days. You ain't going to get nothing but a moment notice. When you know it, it's going to already be here. When you know it, 
it's going to be up on you. And ain't nothing you're going to do to be able to escape. When it comes on that day, you either going back or you staying down. You make the choice. All you're getting is a moment notice. When the sound of the trump hit, it's here. Nothing you can change. Church going to be out of your reach. You ain't going to be able to repent. Because what you hadn't done won't get done. God told Moses, tell the people of God, it's traveling time. So prepare yourself for the journey. You got to be prepared for this journey. Come on, somebody. You got to have your stuff in order for this journey and ready to leave at a moment notice. If the sky bust open the day and Jesus came back today, will you be ready? Because this is how you got to look at it. If Jesus showed up today, am I ready or am I ready not? Because that's going to be the question that your soul is going to have to answer. If Jesus came back today, am I ready to go to glory? Have I done what he told me to do? Have I kept up my consecration? Have I found myself in his presence? Have I sorted for him while I thought he could be found? Have I went on a search to find my God? Because I want to be able to see his face when I get the glory. doing everything he can to get us ready for the journey. And we're finding every excuse to stay here in the world. We're finding every excuse to attach ourselves to the world and God is trying to do a detachment of us. He's trying to make us hang free and loose. And we started strapping ourselves down with the world. My God. That brings me to a little something I saw. I went to the store Saturday just to pick up a few items. I got to the store, Walmart. I got there and I saw folks rolling out the door with 55 and 50 inch TVs like it was Black Friday. They were rolling, then the first thing come to my mind, they done got that stimulus money. And guess what? They were spending it foolishly. Because they don't know what tomorrow is going to bring, James. They don't know whether they're going to have money tomorrow to feed their children. They don't know whether they're going to have money or not to buy groceries. Because they all were running out. I seen them rolling out with bicycles. TVs. They had baskets of stuff stacked up so high, it almost looked like they were going to need a, a, a wheelbarrow to get it all out or get a forklift to pick it up. I said, look at these people. They ain't thinking about what tomorrow going to bring. They not thinking about what their bills going to look like. All they thinking about is the now. We 
are looking for everything to go back normal. And God is constantly moving forward toward the end time. So draw in your mind into the word of God. It ain't going to go back to normal. Guess what? God is moving in the land. God is doing a shifting. And we fail to shift with God. You better learn how to move when God moves. Or you're going to be left behind. God is moving in the land. God is calling things to happen. If you would even go back in your mind. Look back to year 2002. Year 2000. Things been changing ever since. Ain't nothing went back to normal. It's been progressively getting worse. It's getting so bad, Jane. That love a minute and wax cold. Here's a nation that we thought we had it together. And they rushing in on the White House. They rushing in on the Capitol. They taking over control. Trying to control. Oh Lord God authority in the land. Folks on the authority scared. Hiding on the ground. Hiding beneath the chairs. Because the people done turned foolish. And you think things gonna get normal. Normal, baby, done flew out the window. First Thessalonians 5 and 3 said, For when they are saying peace and safety, sudden destruction coming upon them as to bail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. Take another walk down memory lane. Your ex-president told you that America going to be great again. Come on, somebody. And what did he do? He fooled America. And he turned America into destruction. He turned America into hatred. Love was gone behind his, his, his reign. And he caused folks to go back to hating one another. But America going to be great. Watch what you put your trust and your faith in. If you don't put your trust and faith in God, you heading down the wrong road. You don't put your trust and faith in what God's word says. You heading down the wrong road. If you don't put your trust and faith in the one that God has anointed to speak to you, and you turn a deaf ear, I feel sorry for you down the road. We supposed to be wearing this world like a loose garment. But we're constantly trying to squeeze in everything the world has to offer. Too tight, but we're still squeezing in it. Come on, somebody. The world give it to you a size too small and tell you to tuck it in. And you trying to tuck it in and wear what the world gives. You better wear the world like a loose garment. Tell the world if it's too tight, it can't be right. To the point that we're bringing the world into the church. You can't tell the difference between the people of God from the people of Egypt. It's time to look different. It's time to be different. It's time to live different. 
I feel sorry for my kinfolks, your kinfolks, the world kinfolks that don't want to live like God want them to live. That they can't live a different life. That God would be worth they worthy to proceed and go where he is. I feel sorry for them because the day is coming. It's going to rain. Whether you believe it or not, God going to rain. He's going to rain down judgment. He's going to rain down fire. He's going to rain down sickness in the land. The Bible says for the people of God to come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. Lord, have mercy. So there are circumstances where God will receive you or not receive you. There are situations that God will accept you or not accept you. But he told you to come out from among them. So you got to learn how to shake Egypt off. You got to learn how to put Egypt goods down. You got to learn how to look at this world and tell it this is not for me. You got to get yourself ready. Think about this one now. You got to get yourself ready to meet a holy God. How in the world are you going to meet a holy God acting unholy? How are you going to meet a holy God and hanging out with the hounds and the clowns? How are you going to meet a holy God and hanging out with the world and his goods? Go ahead, go ahead and do what you got to do on that cat making in. But I remember the scriptures of jo uh, uh, Joshua. He, he said, for, for me and my house, huh, we're going to serve the Lord. Huh? So you make your choice today huh, who you going to serve. Huh? You make your choice today huh, who you going to stand for. Huh? You make your choice today huh, who you going to go through for. We're not going to meet God on our terms. Get that out your mind. But upon the terms of the contract agreement that God has with you. You came on a contract when you got your name signed with the blood. You came under the contract of God when you said, Lord, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. And I'm going to go according to the contract of your word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall remain. God's word going to remain when everything else is gone. You know what? I look at that. If, if God's word going to remain when everything else is gone, I need to find myself uh, wrapping up uh, in the word of God. I need to find myself uh, being clothed uh, with the word of God. Uh, since it's going to be the only thing that remains, uh, Hey, Lamont, I even got to cover my head. I got to be covered from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. And I'm going to remain with the word of God because the word of God is the only thing that's going to stand. So you ain't going to meet God on your terms. Huh? Come on, somebody. You ain't going to dictate to God how he deal with you. 
Huh? You ain't going to dictate to God what he accepts about you. He's going to tell you what he accepts and what he don't accept. And it's going to be left up to you to do something with it. I hope you don't, uh, I hope you don't take the parables of Jesus Christ for no time. I'm reminded of the ten virgins. Five of them was wise and five of them was foolish. But all ten of them had a chance to be saved. They all had lamps. They all had oil. They just didn't carry no extra. In this world that you live in today, if you ain't got no extra for God, you're going to be left behind. If you're going on what you had yesterday, Yesterday is gone. It won't do no more. You got to get some new oil. You got to have a new determination to make it through. <coughs> this is the condition of the religious world today. They are all wise, but they're all foolish. Come on, somebody. Some going to be wise under God. And most of them going to be foolish unto the world. These five wise, they had oil in their lamp and they had some extra. The other ones, they was partying, just, just using the illustration. They had their life in the world, but they was able to be saved. They had a lamp. Oh, that that lamp represented uh, that they had received the word of God. uh, So they knew what the truth was. uh, They knew what it took to be saved. uh, But they didn't have that extra to go along the way. uh, They didn't have the Holy Ghost burning in their soul. uh, All they had was religion. uh, Religion going to kill a lot of folks uh, because they don't believe in the Holy Ghost. uh, Religion going to kill a lot of folks because they don't think that the Spirit of God is necessary. But I tell you, the Bible says they went to sleep. They all slumbered and slept. They all fell to their flesh and they had to get some rest. We got to sleep sometime. But when you wake up, how did you wake up? If you go to sleep in God, you shall wake up in God. They had an opportunity to go into the wedding. And the Bible said it was a cry at midnight. The bridegroom coming. Prepare yourself to meet it. Oh, at midnight. Can you typify the midnight when you first wake up in the morning? Can't find your shoes. Don't know where you left your socks. Come on, somebody. If you like me, you got to sit on the side of the bed till you get focused. Jane, because I got to know which way the hall go. Huh? Come on, somebody. If you ain't been there yet, keep on having birthdays. You lay on, sit on the side of the bed and get your faculties. They said, Lord, what I need to do first? Let's put one foot in front of the other. 
when you hop off of this bed. So they went to sleep and it was a cry at midnight that the bridegroom was coming. And the word said, go out and meet him. And they rose up and the five wise ones, they trimmed their lamps. They refilled up with oil. And then the five foolish, you know how it is, them foolish folks, they go and spend all theirs and then they want to come and get yours. They go and spend their money figuratively, and then they want to come and borrow a dollar from you. I ain't got no dollar for you. I got a whole mind for myself. You went out and you waste yours out in the street. You did what you wanted to do out in the street. You parted hard until the break of day, and now you ain't got lunch meat, and you want to come and borrow money from me. I ain't got no money for the foolish. Come on, somebody. So therefore, what happened? They said to him, said, we got just enough for ourselves. You got enough salvation to save you. Stop trying to save everybody else because you ain't the Savior. Only thing you can do is give them the word of God. If they can't eat the word of God, they can't be saved because it takes eating the word of God in order to be saved. So therefore, they told them, we got just enough for ourselves. So go and talk to the folks to sell and buy and get some oil from them. So they rushed off to the store to try to buy some oil and when they was gone the bridegroom came and those that he said that was ready he bidded them into the wedding and the door was closed when God closed the door the door is closed oh my God they came and knocked on the door they knocked and knocked on the door and said Lord let us into the wedding he said, I don't know you. Where did you come from? You don't want God to close no doors on you. Because if God ever closed the door on you, it'll be tough if he don't never open it back up. This is a tough life, but we got to live it. You know why it's tough? Because the world is against the saints. You know why it's tough? Because the devil done put a bullseye on your back. You know why it's tough? Because it was tough for your Lord. And he told you that you're going to have to go through similar things that he had to go through for the truth. You can compromise and get a smile from your adversaries if you want to. But compromising not going to get you kicked out of the kingdom. Don't forget what the word of God said. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it begin at us first, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? It's going to begin with us. Don't you be pointing out there and say, God is going to get you. No, he's going to get you first. Huh? Those that don't love God got their day. But your day is the first day. Lord, how much did y'all hear that one? Our day is the first day. Ah, uh, God ain't go and clean up somebody else's house uh, before he clean up his. Uh, Lord, have mercy. Uh, 
So if you want to be a piece of furniture in the house of God, you better make sure your seat is clean. You better make sure you clean it up. If you're going to be a vessel found in the house of God when God returned. Because when he returned, all bad vessels going to be kicked out in the junk pile. And he's just going to keep those that are honorable. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? You got to be an honorable vessel found in the house of God. Don't you let your kinfolks fool you. Don't you let your friends fool you. Don't you let your familiars fool you. God ain't playing for the people of God. God is making the people ready to be saved. You got to make the choice whether you want to be saved or not. God is making every opportunity to save you. And we taking every opportunity to sabotage ourselves. Sabotage our walk with God. Huh? For a morsel of porridge. Will you sell your birthright? That's what you got to answer. Am I going to sell my birthright? For a morsel of porridge. The scripture said, and if the righteous scarcely be saved, you ain't got no room. You're taking too much for granted. But God said, if the righteous, He didn't say the unrighteous, He said, if the righteous scarcely be saved. Well, shall the ungodly, ungodly got to be some folks that know about, had known about God, and the sinners appear. Them the ones that don't want to know about Him. I tell you where they're going to appear. They're going to appear in the lost column of life called hell. Come on, somebody. It's a place for them. Amen. It's a place for the ungodly. And there's a place for the sinner. Yeah. Amen. But you got to make sure that you are the righteousness of God because you being the righteousness of God, you're going to scarcely make it. Because at some point, you're going to be an offended God. At some point, you ain't going to be done what God told you to do. Come on, somebody. At some point, you and fool around and got lazy in your walk with God. So God said, you just go scarcely make it in. Can you just imagine a, la a lazy person just barely make it in? Uh, a lazy person barely get to work on time. Oh, got to get to that clock. <laughs> I made it. Come on, Elder. <laughs> and if some of your jobs didn't give you a five-minute grace period, you'd be late every day. Huh? The clock went off and you hit the snooze button. And you and, and, and you likely you, you almost got two, three tickets trying to get to work. If you had a got up on time, you could have took your time getting out. Huh? And God said, that's the way you're gonna be when the day of salvation comes. You're gonna scarcely make it in. Huh? Because you're going to be lazy. You're going to be lagging behind. You ain't going to be doing what God has appointed you to do at the time that he appointed you to do it. Come on, Elder. 
at our best, you and I will barely make it in. And if you do make it in, it will be because God's grace and mercy. Huh? You better keep God's grace and mercy on your side. You better keep looking for the mercy of God. God, I thank you for your grace and your mercy every day, Lord. I thank you, Lord God. When I stuck my feet off from under the blood, you let grace and mercy find me to drag my feet back in. You better thank God for his grace and mercy. We see things happening in the world today and we wonder what is going on. We wonder when will it stop? This is the same attitude Pharaoh had when he faced the power of the living God by the prophet. This is not a time for you to be wondering or being puzzled about what's going on, but this is a time of preparation. preparation. Things is going on, let me get prepared to leave here. Huh? Come on, somebody. When you got when you got the news that a severe tornado was coming your way, you got the packet, you got to make preparation to get out of that house and find you a place of safety. The world is going to get hit by a tsunami. And this tsunami is going to be God. When a tsunami hits, it tears up a place. Huh? It takes out whomever. From mamas, the fathers, the children, the, the aunties, cousins, and everybody else in your neighbor. Amen. Since you're wondering what's going on in the world today, is it possible that the world is experiencing the plagues of Egypt? Is it possible that the time of the judgment of God is in the land? Is it possible? These are the things that stands as possibility that what's happening. Amen. So since the world chooses not to follow God, but yet Wax worse and worse as time get closer to the end. So God had to bring judgment in the land. It's time that we are experiencing, the time that we are experiencing now uh, should be getting our attention. God is doing something in the world. Let me get ready to leave. God is getting ready to do something in the world. Let me pack up and get my stuff together. God is doing something in the world. Let me get my life together so if God is coming, you got to have this attitude. If God is coming, I want to be ready. So let me start getting some stuff out the way. Let me start cleaning out my closet. Let me start getting the dust off my furniture. Let me start living a clean life before God. Because if he's doing something in the world, he must be getting ready to come back. And God said that you ain't going to know the day nor the hour that he's coming. So you got to be ready. As the nation of Israel had to prepare for a move of God, 
you and I got to prepare for a move of God too. In the nation of Israel preparation, the Bible says they had to be dressed for the move. They had to dress a male sacrifice, a goat or a lamb, of one year, without spot or blemish, which was a type of Christ, the Lamb of God. They got to be ready to eat the lamb. Are you eating Jesus right or are you eating him wrong? Oh, we said something now. So after keeping it 14 days, they were to kill the goat or kill the lamb, drain the blood, put it on the doorpost, both sides, and then put it across the top. Guess what? If you put it on both sides and you were too lazy because you wasn't tall enough to get a chair and put the blood on the top, you still was in trouble. Because you fail to do it the way God said do it. Come on somebody. You got to do it all. And then after they did that, they were to eat the Passover. This ain't no time to come off under the blood. You got to stay up under the blood of Christ. The devil is pulling folks off from under the blood. He ain't pulling them out. They walking out from under the blood. They're walking out from what they used to believe. They're walking out on God. They're walking out on salvation. They're walking straight into hell. They're walking down the trail that leads to the pit. Walk on if you want to walk. I'm going to stay still. I'm going to stand under the blood. I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I don't care. Dame, how good you tell me the party was. I, I don't care how, how good you tell me that the family get-together was. I, I don't care. I, I'm going to stay under the blood. Because one thing I found out, I, I got to save me for me. I, not the crowd. I, not the family. I, not my friends. I, but me. We got to be covered under the blood that God will know that you are in the kingdom of his dear son. He got to know you in the kingdom of Christ. Huh? God, when he come down, see, the thing about it is a lot of folks think that they still covered under the blood. They done walked off among the blood. And when God come back, he ain't coming back looking for no excuses. He ain't looking for nothing what you wear. If he don't find that blood of Jesus Christ on you, he going to pass you on by. You're going to be left saying, what did I do? You got off money the blood. Amen. Just like the children of Israel, they had to be identified by the blood of the Lamb. That when the deaf angel came, where he saw the blood on the doorpost, he passed on by to the next house. Will he skip your house? Well. Will he see the blood on your doorpost? Will he see the blood of Jesus on your life? Effective on your life. Not dried up blood, but the living blood. Not the blood that you allow to dry up huh? because you want to kind of keep hope to both worlds. Huh? But the living blood. That blood that keeps flowing from day to day. That's the blood that you got to be up under. Come on, somebody. 
our identity must be by the blood of Jesus to escape the plagues that are coming up on the world today. Amen. The question is, are you eating right? Are you drinking and eating the body of Christ worthy? So examine yourself to see are you still in the faith. Examine yourself how you stand with God. Examine yourself to see are you still in the faith of Jesus Christ. Israel's instruction was to eat with their lawns girded, their shoes on their feet, their staff in their hand, huh? and then eat it quickly. Because God is getting ready to pass through the land of Egypt tonight. And he's going to kill all the firstborns. And he's going to kill all the beasts. The firstborn of the beast and man. But see, I can see us now. As we do our preparation. We got the instructions. But then we got down to, we ate our food. We girded up our clothes. We didn't put our shoes on. We wanted to make that the last minute. Shoes hurt my feet. So I wait till they get ready to leave to put them on. He told you to already have your shoes on. Come on, somebody. Told you to have your staff in your hand. Some of you that still think you're young don't want to lean on no staff. Staff was for more than one, more than one reason than walking. Huh? Staff was for fighting off serpents. Fighting off beasts. Come on, somebody. You thought it was just for your walk. I ain't old. I don't need no staff. Be the first one to get bit. Come on, somebody. So, the children had to be identified and so do we. You got to have your lawns girded about with truth. Huh? You got to have your feet Shoven with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You got to be prepared. Huh? You got to be prepared on a daily basis. We don't know when God coming back. Huh? We don't know when the sky going to bust. But when it busts, you got to be ready. Amen. God was making a difference between the clean and the unclean. The saved and the saved. The saved and the unsaved. God makes a difference between those that are saved and those that are not saved. You gotta, you gotta decide which side of that fence you're gonna be on. Come on, say. Get your house in order. So when the time of departure comes, you be ready for the journey. You gotta remember the days of Hezekiah. God sent the man of Hezekiah to him. Evidently, Hezekiah had got high up in his pride and wasn't listening to what God was saying so God sent the prophet to him yeah. said go and tell Hezekiah that he gonna die and not live get his house in order cause he gonna surely die and Hezekiah heard what the man of God said ain't it amazing that God deals with us and we will not hear what God has to say coming from God and then when the man of God brings the same word of God to us that we get rocks in our jaws but you didn't heard it before because God tried to deal with you on it now here Hezekiah he had to wait till the prophet came to him and told him to get 
get his house in order because he was going to surely die. But there's one thing I liked about Hezekiah. He had sense enough to turn. He had sense enough to repent. He had sense enough to cry out to God. God, you knew who I was. God, you knew how I served you. Oh, God, please have mercy on me. And the Bible says, see, the one thing I liked about the prophet, see, when God tells you to tell somebody something, you don't have to wait around for their response. You don't have to wait around to see how they took it. If God gave it to you to give, you just give it to God. You just give it and go about your business. Because the word going to do his work. And the word started working on Hezekiah. And he turned. And he fell to the ground. Lord, have mercy on me. And God told the prophet, the prophet is on his way out the door. God told the prophet to turn around and go back and tell King Hezekiah, I just added 15 years to his life. You better let God add to you. Come on, somebody. People of God, there are some things happening in the world atmosphere that are very puzzling to mankind. We are in a dying situation. We are dying because of the unknown. Huh? Come on, somebody. We are fighting an invisible army. Huh? Nobody see him. Nobody hear from him. But folks are still dying. And they still don't have the answers. So you got to understand that God is moving through the land. So you better keep yourself wrapped up in the word of God. You better keep yourself wrapped up in the Holy Ghost. You better pray in the Holy Ghost as often as you can. So that the Holy Ghost can give you directions. That it can give you instructions. Because it came to give you instructions. It came to teach you what you're going to be able to tell God. When you get back before his face. And God said I sent my spirit to train you. I sent my spirit to teach you. I sent my spirit to give you instructions. And you took none of them at heart. You didn't do none of them. You just shone off what I had for you to do. What you going to fare. How you going to fare when you get it. Into the presence of the living God. Amen. Amen. But God warned us to be ready. You don't know the day nor the hour. You don't know the day nor the hour that he's coming. Wow. Jane, you can't forecast the day that he's coming. You can't even pin it down to the hour. Hey man, this ain't no weather report. Come on, Huh? When God get ready to come, the weather man won't be the seen this. Huh? This just gonna pop up and you ain't gonna know nothing about it. Hey man. So before Pharaoh Day came to a close, I'm heading down the stretch now. Before Pharaoh Day came to a close. There came plagues after plagues on the land of Egypt, but not in the land of Goshen, where the people of God dwelt. God knows how to protect his people. Come on, somebody. So now we find out that uh, 
the plagues was to hit the land of Egypt. Psalm 91 and 10 said, There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall there come plagues and come now thy dwelling. Only with thine eyes shall thou see and behold the reward of the wicked. Your faith must be found resting in the word of God. This is not a good time to come off from under the blood of Jesus Christ. This is not a good time to lose your patience and your hope on salvation. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. And the man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition. Who opposes and exalted himself uh, above all that is called God, uh, or that is worship, uh, so that he is God sitting in the temple of God, uh, showing himself uh, that he is God. Uh, when you hear about him back over in Jerusalem, uh, sitting in the temple, uh, you know that it's trouble times, uh, and it's about to face. We about to face them now, because uh, Jerusalem is your timetable. Uh, what goes on in Jerusalem uh, gonna affect the whole world. Uh, so. God said don't let nobody deceive you by any means uh, that that day should not come except there be a great falling away uh, they're falling away out of the church like flies uh, everybody not only just walking out of a church uh, they're walking out on truth uh, and when you walk out on truth uh, you got a falling away uh, and the man uh, that old devil, huh, that old antichrist huh, is waiting on you to step back out there. Huh, and you're going to catch all kind of trouble huh, trying to get back in because huh, he ain't going to let you go. We are in a season where the falling away of truth didn't happen. Everybody's changing the truth of God's word. Telling what should be and what should not be. Amen. They stopped seeing the time, the signs of time. They stopped seeing that God told them not to forsake their, the assembling of themselves together. And that's at its lowest point now. Look at, look at the church world. Coming together as a church then sunk to its lowest. He said, as a matter of some ills, but exalt one another in as much as you see this day approaching. We got to keep each other encouraged. Get to the house of God, Jane. If you got to drag, you got to drag that old bad feet, get here. I have to drag this old bad leg to get here. Uh, your feet and your arm and your head don't hurt no more than my leg do. Amen. Bible says that when you, uh, when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your head because your redemption draweth nigh. Come on, somebody. The enemy wants us to have an excuse of not coming into the presence of God. And who do you think that displeases? That displeases God. That pleases the devil, but it displeases God. Amen. When God start a system rolling, God don't stop till it finish. One thing after another. And you know, when I began to look at what's going on in the world today, and God made the, the, the statement that he won't allow the plagues of Egypt to come up on us. So that tells me that the same problem that Egypt had, the world is going to have. 
Huh? He said the first plague that God sent by the hands of the man of God was the water was turned into blood. Streams and rivers and ponds and water, all the drinking water was contaminated. The fish in the water died. A great stench was in the land. Can you imagine how a, a, a fish already got a smell by itself? What do you think he smelled like when he did? When it's abundance of fish. And it said there was a stench in the land. So there was a stench all over the land of Egypt. The second plague God sent, he sent frogs that covered the land, covered the houses, covered the people. Come on, somebody. You go in the bed and you got a ton of frogs in the bed with you. You get over in the kitchen and get ready to start cooking and you got a ton of frogs jumping out your pots. You get ready to sit down and watch TV and the frog next to you.